this episode of Jesus Center Stage, we talk about hamburgers and video games, sleeping late, and making sure Jesus is at the center of your Easter celebration. So is it bad that uh, the most exciting thing of our week is that we got to sleep in on a Saturday? <laughs> yeah, don't judge. It was pretty great. <laughs> You we know, took full advantage of it, yeah. too. It was like, what, noon? I'm sure there's couples out there that's like, the most exciting thing we've done this week was jumped out of an airplane and parachuted down or or done the rapids, and then we're over here like, yeah, we got to sleep until almost noon on Saturday. Does this make us old? Uh, one of us. I don't think that's, <laughs> that's not strong enough to make you old yet. Um, but yeah, well, you know, after so many weeks i know this uh the more i talk about it, the more ridiculous it already sounds but after five <laughs> or six weeks of of uh getting up every morning uh before daylight then uh that one saturday of sleeping in late was great it was yeah so i enjoyed it immensely but I'm pretty sure you even woke up before i did I did. Well, technically, I woke up, but I just kept going back to you sleep. You kept going back to sleep. So it doesn't really count. Yeah, I've probably done that a time or two. But the reason that we slept so late was uh, we went and tried a somewhere we'd never went before, Dave and Buster's. So tell us about Dave and Buster's. The food was excellent. Food was great. Did we, enjoy the food. Yes, the food was great. We tried the hamburgers. Was the wrong point. Mm-hmm. I um, I the ski ball machine, however, was broken. So weigh your pros and cons here. Yeah, I was uh, much like you. I enjoyed uh, the food. Um, I think I got the all American cheeseburger, and it was very. Mine good. had bacon. It was better. Yeah, well, bacon does make things better when it's crispy. The but the, if bacon isn't crispy, it doesn't quite do the trick. Well, it was thick cut too, so you wouldn't have liked yeah. it. So uh, that part of it was great. I I was a little bit let down at the gaming side of it. Um, I guess I'd gotten too much hype from their commercials, and it. Like I said, the yeah. ski ball machine was broken. The ski ball machine was so we was couldn't down, so. like our number one competitive game in mm-hmm. an arcade. We couldn't even do it. Yeah, it was it was a letdown. And competitive is is a pretty strong term considering I always win. There's not Knew much that competition. Was come up. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, I expected... Hang on, but who has the most fun? And once again, I think maybe me. How is that? Because I win. Did it? You don't have to win to have fun. See, see... I think winning is more fun. But I had fun. Okay. And I won like three out of 25. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just saying. Yeah, I guess I just expected more, um adult uh oriented games and i don't even know what they would have been but when they say it's an adult arcade i you know i figured it wouldn't that's their commercial yeah i thought all arcades were kid things no i mean well apparently so because (laughs) (laughs) the same the same games that we played at baby busters were the same ones i see at you know at the arcade in in pigeon forge or gatlinburg yeah, so true. They're all they're they all. They did have so. air hockey. Yeah, yeah, and it was fun. It was fun. I just uh, I and like I said, I don't even know what kind of games I was expecting. They had but, a lot of like bigger games though, because they had all the the basketball hoops. 
Yeah. And the air hockey, they had bowling. Mm-hmm. Um, they had seems some, like there was yeah, something else. Yeah, they did have some, like, some racing games and some, uh, uh, I guess, interactive, like, shooting, shooting yeah. kind of games. They game. had a virtual reality thing, Some which you said too. makes you sick, and we didn't I can't play. do the whole motion thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get... Like, I start going, Ugh. <laughs> so, anyways, we was very uh, uh, late getting in from our our big night and uh, at Dave and Buster's, and then slept really late on Saturday. So, um, yep, that's it. That's the exciting part of mm-hmm. our life. Uh, but uh, something else exciting coming up this weekend, Easter weekend. Uh, so, as uh, we're recording this right now on a Wednesday. Uh, so in two days from now, we will have Good Friday. Um, and then, uh, of course, going to the Easter weekend. And uh, we're going to have church on Sunday morning, uh, of course. And then I believe after church, if all things hold true, we're going to go join the uh, gospel mission downtown and, and hand out food to the, the homeless. And You forgot something. What did I forget? Zach is coming home. Zach is coming home. He'll be here on Friday also. I'm excited about so, that. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. He's uh, coming home for the weekend. Uh, haven't seen him since the middle of January, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think he went back like the 25th or something. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So we haven't been able to get him home since. No, no. But yeah, so that's exciting. And then uh, we'll go to church. Uh, we'll uh, hopefully get to go downtown and and pass out food. And it's not just pass out food, but it's to a chance to do uh, ministry, to witness um, to to everyone that comes up to get a plate, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just just talk to them, tell them about Jesus, and uh, so that's that's going to be better than Dave and Buster's. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So going into that, but you know, on since we're we're heading into uh, Easter uh, weekend. Um, of course, as I said, Good Friday. Uh, we look. Can I at, ask a rhetorical question? You sure can. Why is it called Good Friday? Because the good news, the good news of the gospel, began right there. Okay. You're not buying that. Uh, it's just always seems strange to me that the day of the biggest sacrifice and the the most pain and the most despair. Mm-hmm is called Good Friday. Well, I can certainly see where you're headed there. And I honestly, I don't know why it's called Good Friday. I know, but you just made that up. Well, it makes sense, though. You got, I, I'll give you, you that. Got, what, what, is, what does gospel mean? Good news. Good news. And so that's the day that, that the sacrifice was made for our sins, which was good news for me and you. Um, that's true. I haven't thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah, so I just I, I assumed that that's what it was. I guess that's a Google um, question we can go and find out if that's... I'm pretty sure it's, it's a Catholic thing. It, it may be. I'm, I'm not really sure. But to me, it's it, it's the good... It's the day that, that uh, there was a, uh, atonement for my sins, and that is good. So we're going to go I'll with... Take that. We're going to go with Good Friday means good news. Uh, for everybody that uh, that believes in Christ, uh, so yeah, so Friday, 
Good Friday, and then Sunday, of course, Easter, the the, uh, recognition of the resurrection, uh, which is where all of our hope is at. And um, so as we do that, but, you know, so many so many places and so many people um they celebrate differently celebrate different ways um really uh, you know i'd be really curious to see how people in other countries uh celebrate uh this day and um as i i've mentioned over and over uh here i know we have a lot of listeners in in india we have listeners in pakistan um and I'm be curious to see how that is done, and, and especially in some of these countries where Christianity isn't the dominant religion um, and the dominant belief, you know, system. Um, as you know, when you're here. saying that people celebrate it different ways, you're not. Are you are you talking about celebrating in different ways, as in recognizing Jesus in different ways, or are you talking about like the whole bunny and egg thing? Well, you got the bunny and egg thing. Uh, and I don't know is is that a is that an American thing? I don't know if that go if that spreads out to other I don't countries know. or not. Um, I've but, heard lots of stuff, but I've not done my own research I'm, on I'm that. I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. You got the bunny and egg thing, that's one way. You got the biblical thing, that's one way. Um, and then you got the people who mix it up. You got people who mix <laughs> it up, and then you also have um, uh, possibly. That's what I'm saying. I don't know uh, in other countries if they have, you know, we hide Easter eggs. Maybe in some countries they hide candy. I I, I don't really know. That's what they hide in Easter eggs Um, is candy. Most of ours are just eggs. Ew. But. um, I'm sorry for you. Either way, there's lots of ways uh, that. (laughs) I've never done an Easter egg hunt. But I'd be so disappointed if the one I found didn't have a Reese's in it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be see, such a letdown. Now, see, growing up, I did do Easter egg hunts, and what the way it would would be would be the night before, or you know, the day before something. You would boil the eggs, and then you would color the eggs, and you know, do your artwork or whatever you wanted on them. And then there would be, say, you had. Um, uh, each family would bring their own eggs, so you might end up with ten dozen eggs. But then they might be ten plastic eggs that they would put candy in, or put you know a dollar in it, or something. And that was called a prize egg. And so you would have a mixture of both. But for the majority, the eggs were just boiled eggs. Um, that was our tradition. So what I, was the point? Like why do why do you do that? Why did you do that? Like, what was the, what was the whole thing behind? Let's boil eggs and then hide them and look for them. Like, what? Well, <laughs> we might should have, uh, <laughs> if we knew this was the road we was going down, maybe we should have researched how this no, became a thing. No, I said, why but did you do it? Like, what was I the thing it, in your family that, like, hey, let's boil a whole bunch well, of eggs and then it, hide them? That's what everybody done. I mean, but like, what's the point? I'm sorry, y'all. I just have no sympathy for egg hunts. Like I have, I have, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I just don't get it. Well, I mean, the, obviously, it's a tradition, and where that tradition started, I don't know. You get some, um, some uh, historians that'll take it back to uh, something to do with fertility. 
because uh, of the bunny and the egg? I, I don't really know. Some, and I think that maybe and go back to possibly some of the Greek gods uh, believe like a god of fertility, uh, in the in the bunnies and the eggs, um, but I don't really know. Um, but anyways. Uh, you know, Easter here in America, especially, and, and like I said, I, I'm really curious, and every week we invite our listeners to share stuff, but if you're in another country, share with us what, what Easter traditions, whether you, you observe them or not. Yeah. Uh, what, what is, what's uh, the norm? What's the norm there? Because uh, here, you know, we have... Uh, we have Easter egg hunts. That's that's the big and thing. And those scary big Easter bunnies. Yeah, big Easter bunnies. You have chocolate Easter bunnies. No, I'm talking um, about like the people Easter bunnies. I know, but we also have chocolate ones. Don't leave out the chocolate Easter no, bunnies. No, I buy those on sale after Easter's uh, over. Um, and then uh, waiting on the Reese's eggs. Of course, it's it's a a day uh, almost like every holiday for uh, us is food. You know, you're, you're, it's, it's a family time. We live time. in the South. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to have food. You're going to have Easter egg hunts. You're going to have those kinds of things. However, um, as I said in the in the beginning, uh, biblically, there's not there's nothing to support that that is is anything uh, to do with the holiday itself. And uh, you know, I'm um, as you said a while ago, you don't have no sympathy or empathy for easter egg hunts i don't i don't get it yeah you, you just don't get it but we're not uh we're not here condemning easter egg hunts i don't think anyone's uh going into sin uh by easter egg hunt just want to make sure we got that out there uh but i would really just like to look today more so than talking about easter eggs or, or easter bunnies or any of those things but just really look at the biblical easter Everybody knows about Easter egg hunts, and they're fun, and the children love them, and the parents love to get pictures of their kids doing it and all that. It is what it is. I, like I said, I don't think you're going off in sin by doing so, but but my concern, I guess, is that in, in doing so, you go completely over there, and there's no recognition of why, what are we celebrating? There's a danger of missing the point. Yeah. What are we celebrating? And even, uh, you know, Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. A, I was just about to say something about a, Christmas. A Christian holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Easter's bigger. Easter's bigger. Easter is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christmas is the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Big, huge. Can't put a limit on how big that is. But as a Christian, as a believer, the Easter holiday is is more significant because that is mm-hmm. that is where, that's the gospel yeah. is it, all wrapped up in that one in that one weekend for us. And uh, when we when we focus on just you know friends, family, food, uh, Easter egg hunts, and those kinds of things, we will miss. We don't want to take the biggest, most important, most significant event. That has ever happened in the history of man, and push it aside. Diluted, di- mm-hmm. yeah, diluted aside for activities. Um, you know, as I've, I've heard a lot of times that, uh, you know, whether or not you believe in Jesus or not, there's the the fact that the whole world counts time by Him. You have BC before mm-hmm. Christ, and then you have AD. So everything in our in our in in the world 
uh, revolves is around him. And time uh, is an excellent example of it. So we want to take something as important as as Jesus and then um, kind of dilute it in, into activities. Uh, so um, I just want to talk some today about the biblical um, reason that we're celebrating this weekend because, uh, you know, we may have listeners that, that don't know the gospel. Um, I, I can tell, uh, I've told this before, that even up into my late 30s, if I had been questioned about what is Easter, the best I could have told you was that it, it's a holiday uh, about Jesus. But I could not have went any any further into details about the sacrifice, about the resurrection. I couldn't have. And, uh, and because of that, a lot of times when talking about Easter and, and Resurrection Sunday and even Good Friday, I've just got the mindset that that people simply just don't know, and that's because I didn't. Well, so. there's the people that don't know, but then there's also people who I think we've become so accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. We've we've heard it so many times, and once you hear something so many times, you become so familiar with it that it kind of loses its wonder. It kind of yeah. loses its draw, you know. Mm-hmm. But oh, I've heard this story before. I know how the you know I know this happened. And it kind of loses that. And and so I think not only do we need to look at it for the people who don't know, but we need to look at it for the people who do. Yeah. Because just just taking a second to remember and to think, you know, if it ha- if he hadn't have died for me, what, you know, if he if he hadn't have, if that sacrifice hadn't been made, if his mm-hmm. blood hadn't been shed for me. While I was still a sinner, when I didn't care anything about him, you know, and and just really just just go back, and and I've said this often, but restore my wonder for the cross, yeah. Restore my wonder for what he did for that sacrifice that he made. That if he hadn't, I would be a lost cause. Yeah, there would be absolutely all, no hope. The world would be, yeah. So as we as we approach, we we kind of talked earlier about the good news. And why is it Good Friday? And and we know that um, as we start to celebrate this Easter weekend, that it begins with the cross. Um, we know that uh, that Jesus had lived a a life without sin, um, and that he was wrongfully accused, uh, but at the same time, that was God's plan. Um, and, and Jesus done the things that needed to be done that God's plan was fulfilled uh, in, you know, through him and as much as living uh, without sin. Uh, he, he went back into Jerusalem uh, on that Palm Sunday knowing what was going to happen. Uh, he, and still wept over the people. Yes. Uh, we can see in, in the story uh, in the garden where um, they came to arrest him, uh, and and Peter stood up with a sword and cut off the the uh, soldier's ear. We can see Jesus put a stop to that, um, and because all these things were were done as part of God's plan to be uh, fulfilled, so we see that start, you know, uh, at at the very beginning. 
which led to the cross, which is where we're what we're recognizing on uh, Friday. Right. Um, I was just I went back to uh, Luke chapter twenty-two, and I was just reading over when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup of divine wrath from me. Yet not my will, but always yours be done. And then in verse 44, it says, And his sweat became like great, like drops of blood falling on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a medical condition of great stress. That, that like a, a, in the, Down here in the notes, it says a potentially life-threatening. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I know that sometimes we focus so much on the physical pain that he went through we focus on the on the beating and we focus on the the spitting in his face and slapping him and plucking his beard and the crown of thorns and all of those things that caused intense like unimaginable physical pain Mm -hmm. the bible says that he was unrecognizable he was in his body was so torn yeah but his agony began before even all of that started Mm mm-hmm and it was in in a battle for us as as the weight of the world as the weight of my sin every lie i've told every time i've thought something i shouldn't think every you know everything of the whole world in that moment was being laid on him yeah and and not to diminish the physical things that he went through but but i almost have to think that the the weight of the world literally being on him was even greater pain and stress and agony than the physical stuff was oh yeah i i I fully agree and you you take you take the things that we could recognize um outside of the physical pain but here here jesus was uh at this point that they came arrested him uh they took him away the uh the Bible tells us that that the disciples fled from him, mm-hmm. so he's left alone. Lonely. He he he's he he's took at night, uh, in the darkness. He he's left alone. Uh, at this he's point, he's been betrayed. Yeah, he's been betrayed. Uh, he's been denied. He there there's so much going on here that we we can recognize mm-hmm. that part. We can we know what it's like to to be hurting, to be. Um, uh, you know, in in a um, in a bad situation, and no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we can recognize that. We can recognize uh, the loneliness and the abandonment feeling, and and seeing your friends Rejection. turn and and all those things. Um, but then on top of that, the um, the emotions and the um, the spiritual. Uh, all those things that were coming to a head right there. Uh, the complete separation from God. Yeah. And, and as, the see only, that, that, as the only begotten son of God, but he's facing complete separation mm-hmm. from God. Like he's, and, and if you look at it that God is three in one, then God is turning his back on himself. Yeah. Like this is like a... Like we we can't even fathom that yeah. you know we're we we look out for ourselves we well, wouldn't you yeah. know betray ourselves, or but but Jesus is looking at a complete separation because God can't look on the sin that He is taking on Himself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, like you're talking about the the beating, and He was unrecognizable. 
those are things that me and you and our listeners, we could experience that. We could be beaten and and to the point of not being recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, we could be spit upon. We could have our beard plucked. We could have well, thorns. Could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, have our thorns on our head. We could experience that, but but what we we can't experience would is that weight of of all the sin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think honestly, uh, uh, and I say honestly, I mean just being honest with ourselves. The conviction that we feel, mm-hmm. the weight of that, when, when we mm-hmm. do something wrong. If if I talk to someone in a way that I shouldn't have, or if I you know entertain a thought that I shouldn't have. There's a conviction, and it makes you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes you feel sad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's heavy. It, it's a heaviness on you, and according to what it is, you know, it, you know, maybe you got you got in, in a bad situation, and um, before you knew it, you you told a lie to 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 help the situation, and, and disclaimer, that, it doesn't. Yeah, from, but but from that point. There's a heaviness mm-hmm. to you, and then there, there's a you know a worry that about that lie, and and then you got to deal with it by going back and correcting it. You know, if you're if you're a practicing Christian, yeah, you should. But you think of that of that conviction and that, like you said, a heaviness and a sadness that's on you from shame from one little thing mm-hmm. that that you done or one little thing I've done, and then you multiply that by billions. And then you see why we're saying that the physical beating that he took, it kind of takes a backseat to the spiritual and the the emotional and the conviction. The mental stress, like all of those things combined. Yeah, Like physical is just one thing, but then the emotional, mental, and spiritual was like all all just compressed. And when we, we look at that from that perspective... And then we we can start to more appreciate what he done because, like you said, so many people just say, "Oh, he was beaten, and he was, you know, he spit upon, and he was abused, and he's humiliated, and, and those things." But there was so much more than that. Add add the humiliation to it mm-hmm. to everything else we've talked about that they stripped him of his clothes and called him names and and hung him naked on the cross, mm-hmm. like. Add add intense humiliation. I mean, think about how you would feel if somebody stripped off your clothes and made fun of you in front of everybody. Yeah. Like, intense humiliation mm-hmm. on top of everything else that we've already discussed. Like, yeah. that's just adding insult to injury, mm-hmm. to put it mildly. Yeah, there, there's, there's no way for us to ever know. And thankfully, we don't have to because, because of he that. Did. Because of, of, of what we're recognizing on Good Friday. Um, and of course, it led to his death there, and um, the Bible gives us such, uh, you know, a detailed description of how the sky is darkened, and mm-hmm. um, and there he hung, and, and so many prophecies were fulfilled uh, through that. Um, but then it leads us into what we're what we're here today talking about being Easter. And yes, because it didn't stop on Good Friday. It didn't stop. On Can Good you imagine Friday. that we've been talking about how Jesus was was and how like the things that he went through? But if switch for a second and think about the disciples on Saturday, mm-hmm. 
Can you imagine the the utter hopelessness? Oh yeah. That they had to be feeling in that moment because here's the the man that they had walked with and believed and and listened to and you know all of, for three and a half years. They felt security. Yeah. With him. Well, they they believed with all of their heart. I mean, mm-hmm. they they got up and left their livelihood to follow this man. Peter and, and Andrew, James and John, they left their boats. Uh, Matthew was a tax collector. He left mm-hmm. his job. Like, they left their livelihood to follow this man. And then, so can you imagine Saturday? Like, it had to be the longest day of their life. Oh, yeah, and you, I don't know if you remember, it's been a good while ago that I, I uh, preached on uh, the life of Mary Magdalene and how where she was at in her life when when Jesus when she encountered Jesus and then from that point on she was with him and and mm-hmm. and, and felt sh- secure there he was the one that had had saved had changed her, her life. had had changed everything about her and and then now all of a sudden for the first time since then she woke up and he wasn't there mm-hmm. um so yes yeah, saturday uh had to be one of the worst days in History. We we look at Saturday with a with kind of the same thing that we've been talking about this whole podcast with that expectation and excitement that Resurrection Sunday is almost mm-hmm. here. But they, they didn't, didn't know it. They didn't have that. They should, they they should have it. because yeah. Jesus told them. Yeah. Um. But still, I can't judge them on that because in when you're living in that moment and you've never witnessed anything like you don't have anything to go on. You no. know, you don't have any. Well, God did this before. No, he didn't. Yeah. Well, we got this, the whole story, and they you didn't. You know, I, I, can't, I can't judge them on that, mm-hmm. that they didn't believe yeah. in that moment. Yeah. So then comes uh, Sunday morning, and uh, it tells us that, that Mary Magdalene came, uh, bringing, you know, spices and basically what we would call paying our respects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, and the tomb, uh, the stone was rolled away from the tomb. The tomb was empty. I love how the Gospels include the detail that as she was going, she was wondering how she was going to get in the tomb, like who was going to roll the stone away. Like yeah. it includes that detail mm-hmm. in in its account of, well, how am I even going to get in there? Yeah, but we know too that, that there was guards watching the stone. Yeah, so, but what's the chances they were going to open it? Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they was told not to. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, but that brings us to to that moment that that all of our hope as believers is is founded in uh, the rock that it's it's the foundation of everything mm-hmm. that we have uh, that symbolizes the defeat of death, uh, the defeat of hell, the defeat of Satan, uh, and the victory of life. That and all of those things from something that's empty. Yeah, so. Why are we, um, you know, why are we here talking about these this in such a uh, you know verse by verse almost uh, way of looking at it is uh, because as we go this week to celebrate Easter, uh, we're going to encounter different mm-hmm. different uh, traditions, uh, but we need to make sure we never forget this isn't a tradition. This this is fact. This, this is, is the good news. Good the good news. This is life. Um, and this this account is the is the only thing that will change your life. 
the the traditions, the, the whether it's family traditions or na- national traditions or whatever. Even that, if you find the prize egg. Yeah, with your the life, Reese's cup. Yeah, your life isn't changed. It's not. No, it's temporary. You you have a temporary moment of happiness. Mm-hmm. But the the what we've just went the story that we've just went through with his death and and resurrection, that has the power to change your life. If yeah. you believe on that, believe mm-hmm. that he died, that his blood was shed for your sins, that he was buried and he rose again on Sunday morning. If you believe that, that has the power to change your life. Um, before we started, I had written down a verse. Um, it's First Peter 1, verse 3. And it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant and boundless mercy, has caused us to be born again, to an ever-living hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Mm-hmm. That is our source of hope. In, in that phrase, he has caused us to be born again, to an ever-living hope. So no matter what, no matter what the government says, no matter what your day was, no matter what your job is, no matter what your family says, an ever-living hope and a confident assurance. Yeah, We've talked about, I think we've talked about it on here before. I know we've, we've talked about this, that no matter what happens in my day, my name is still in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm-hmm. And that's reason to rejoice. That confident assurance and those two things, the ever-living hope and confident assurance is because of his resurrection. Yeah. And that's what we're celebrating. Exactly. That's what we're celebrating. I, you know, I, I That's like worth to, celebrating. I usually like to say that we, we're recognizing the cross on Friday. And then we're celebrating the resurrection on Sunday. Uh, but it is the good news on, on Friday, too. And, and uh, you know, it, it feels... Because uh, we know what Sunday's yeah. coming. We know Sunday's coming. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, it feels awkward to say you're celebrating uh, a crucifixion. Uh, so but I, I oftentimes say recognizing, but it is But when it you look something. at what, what that crucifixion paid for, mm-hmm. that, that I have salvation because of that crucifixion, yeah. then it is reason to rejoice. Not that he had to go through that, which brings up the point of if we have not surrendered our lives to him, or if we say that we have, but we're not living like it, then we're saying his death is in vain. Everything yeah. that he went through, everything that he did, he already paid for us. Like that has been done. Mm-hmm. It's not that that happens when we pray. It's not that that happens when we decide to give Jesus our everything. He's already He's paid already for did. us. Yeah. He's That has already happened. So we are disgracing him. We are rejecting him. Any any moment that goes by that we don't surrender our lives to him, then we're rejecting him and what that ultimate sacrifice that he gave for us. Yeah. And uh, as you said, without that sacrifice, we have no hope. We have we have nothing else. So, you know, what are we waiting for mm-hmm. is, is that question. But uh, we're just going to celebrate this week. Uh that that death that burial that resurrection you know we we talked the gospel and symbols that we talk about so much this is this this is the core you take off the, the, the you take off the, the the two arrows on each end or the arrows on each end and then you look at that death the burial and the resurrection that's the core of what we're celebrating this week so um you got a verse before we 
I was just going to close it out with with this thought. There's a lot of things in in the story of Jesus as you go through the Gospels that references prophecy and references as the scripture said. Um, and, And one of those things is in 1 Corinthians 15. And Paul is talking and he says, For I passed on to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he was bodily raised on the third day according to that which the scriptures foretold Mm -hmm. so everything that we're just talking about book chapter verse verse. (laughs) first corinthians 3 uh, first corinthians 15 3 and 4 first corinthians that he he died for our sins he was uh buried and raised yeah all right go go uh read that in your bibles first corinthians 15 verses 3 and 4 and uh and it tells the Easter story right then. So as you, if if you're listening to this before Easter Sunday, uh, go uh, enjoy time with your family. But remember to keep Jesus at the center of it. And when you're enjoying time with your family, uh, talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Talk about what He done. Talk about why we're celebrating this weekend. Testify. And uh, yeah, and if you if you listen to this after uh, the Easter Sunday, uh, it's not too late. Do the same thing. Go still, you know, hey, what did you do for Easter? You know, a lot of people are going to say we had dinner and we had eggs and, you know, done all that good stuff and, and say, well, you know, how about, you know, you know, do you believe in the resurrection? Do you do you know what, you know, really took place? And strike that conversation up. But uh, the one thing about it, of of any day or, or weekend of the whole year, this one by far needs to make sure Jesus is at the center of it. Every day of our lives, that's why we're here. Keep Jesus center stage every day of your life. Mm-hmm. But if there's a day that stands out above all else to make sure he's the focus and the center, it's it's uh, Easter Sunday. So um, everybody have a great Easter, and we'll be back next week.